0: Today's Torah is dedicated by Shai and Peshamel in honor of the new addition to the Jewish people, a beautiful baby boy that they had on Monday. May they bring him into the covenant of Avam at the right time, and may he bring them much joy and the entire Jewish people much light. One of the things that we do as Jews all the time is make brachas. We keep blessing God, keep praising God. And not just during the prayer service, but the whole day. Every time before we eat, after we go to the bathroom, the whole day we just keep making brachas. We keep praising God, Baruch Ata, Baruch Ata, Baruch atah. You know, a human being that would need so much praise that would be that insecure, we would call an egomaniac, and Khalila to say such a thing. what what, what does God need so much praise for? Fellow Monty Python fans would probably think of a couple of good scenes from the movies making fun of it, but what, Taka, why does God need all these blessings? So the Svarim, all the holy books already explain, and this is before Chasidus, this is found already in the Rashba, and the Rishonim, the medieval scholars, because you understand this is a question of pshat. This isn't a deep philosophical question. This is a simple question about our entire religion that's based on brachas and making all these blessings. So the Rashba explains that the word bracha, when you translate it as praise or blessing, is just not a good translation. The Rashba explains that in Hebrew, the word bracha, in the context of brachas, comes from the Hebrew word brecha, A brecha means a pool. Even in modern Hebrew, brecha is a swimming pool. But a brechat ma'im is when there's a flow of water. When water is flowing from one place to another, that's called a brecha. And so the Rashba says that what a bracha is is what by saying these words enables the divine flow, the flow of God's light. That God's light should shine openly in whatever you're making a bracha on. When you make a bracha, you're drawing down God's light into the actual thing that you're about to partake in. You reveal the light of God, the contracted light of God that the thing is, and you're drawing down God's infinite light. You're causing a flow throughout the universe and through all the worlds of the light of God. That's what a bracha is. And we understand, based on this, why there are so many halachas of brachas, laws of brachas. You know, I always used to wonder when I was a kid, what's the difference which bracha you make on which food? I mean, there are so many hundreds of pages written which bracha you make on which food. Just like the Simpsons said, rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub, yay God! Just say that. What do you have to actually, have to, which bracha to say? And the answer is, I mean, if in computers, which they're just downloading a couple of gigabytes of data, you need exact coding, how much more so when it comes to downloading Ein Sof, to downloading God's being, which is what a bracha is, how much more so do we need to use the exact coding of the words that our sages who were prophets instituted for us? Now this idea is found about brachas, is found v- very often throughout all the books, but I think that based on this idea we could explain a beautiful Eben Ezra, the famous Eben Ezra that explains what was the deeper meaning of the sin of the golden calf, what were the Jewish people looking for, what is it all about? So the Eben Ezra famously says that the name Elohim, the Jewish people were saying that they wanted an Elohim, they weren't they of course they believed in Hashem, they believed in Yudke Vovke, but what they wanted, says the Ebenezra, is Hakavod b'tsurat Gviya the divine glory manifesting in a form. That the Ebenezer says is what Elohim means. That's why that the name Elohim could be used for idols. Idols are called Elohim Acherim. Idols, because what Elokim means is Humanity needs by our nature, it's much easier for us to relate to something that has form. That's within our world one of the hardest parts about connecting to Hashem is that He is Ein Sof, is that He is infinite. He's beyond being even called surrounding and transcending worlds. It's hard to relate to that aspect of God. I mean, consciously, the deepest part of your heart is that aspect of God, but consciously, in our rational minds, it's hard for us if we don't have any manifestation. And so as long as they had Moshe Rabbeinu, they had a tzaddik. A tzaddik is the kavod, is that is a, is a taste of divinity. When you're able to look at the face of a real tzaddik, but when they thought that Moshe passed away, they needed elokim shiel What they wanted was to make God manifest. And he explains why a calf, because it has to do with the zodiac and different forces and the divine chariot. But basically it a holy cow, because they wanted to have the divine manifest. But that sin, as explained in Tanya chapter 20, that sin is the sin of idol worship when you think that there's something that's manifesting in front of your eyes that's something other than Hashem. That is the sin of not believing in God's true unity, of Shema Yisrael HaShem Echad, that God is one because all is God and God is all, and God is beyond all worlds, but He also fills all worlds. Making bruches, making a brucha, acknowledging the divine flow that's already manifest, Memali kol alman, that's already manifest and flowing in the world and drawing down Havaya into the Melech HaOlem, bringing of Klam, and bringing God's infinite light, that divine flow into the world, that's what making brachas does. That's the ultimate anti-Egel mechanism. Because brachis, like Reb Tzadik from Mublin always says, is hakaras Hanoichach, recognizing, feeling God in everything. That's why we should appreciate, that's why we make brachis and putting on shoes and going to the bathroom, everything in the world. Is there a blessing for the czar? Of course there's a blessing for the czar. We make brachis because we want God to be manifest in absolutely everything. And maybe that's pshat in the tzlach that we learned yesterday, that that's the deep connection between the end of the ch- chomish, the breaking of the tablets, the breaking of the tablets when Moshe is saying, if you don't recognize God in absolutely everything, if you think you need a me, you need a tzaddik, you need, you, I mean, of course we want, we, humanity needs it, we do want that, that's why we want to a Beis HaMikdash, and that's why we want to see the face of Mashiach, who's going to be the ultimate tzaddik. But in the meantime, make Brachis. The Tzlach says that that's the connection, the end of Chumash, with the beginning of Masechus' Brachis, the idea of Brachis. The connection is that Brachis are the anti-Egel mechanism. Brachis is essentially what allows us to be living with and feeling God in everything.